Welcome to the Usual People Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where friends from high school who've known each other way too long are now in their mid-30s and are trying stuff out for the first time on their podcast because having a podcast is cool. We're very cool, usual people. My name is Anthony Herrera. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Lala. And I'm Elisa. And today, uh, the whole episode is all about cocktails. Now, I myself am not a big cocktail drinker. In fact, I'm not a, I don't drink alcohol that much at all. In fact, I'm drinking water right now just to, because I'm thirsty. Um, I'm not gonna drink it on, that would be completely unprofessional. Speaking of uh, unprofessional, during our uh, sort of sound check, our uh, sound man was having a lot of problems with my mic. Um, and after 10 minutes, he realized that the big issue was that the mic was facing the wrong way. Um, Is that and, what it was? Yeah. And I want to take, I just want to take a few minutes to get to the bottom of this. David, how could this have happened? We changed settings. We just, uh, we, uh, we moved some people around. And Sounds like a bunch of excuses to me. <laughs> and, you know, I don't run, I don't like to run that tight of a ship. But when we spend 10 minutes of me talking into a mic, trying to figure it out, and it's just facing the wrong way, that can't happen. I'm a busy person. And I obviously need to relax. And that's what's good about this uh, cocktails thing. Well, you know, I think really good things came out of that uh, check. We, we came up with a lot of great things and we, talked about a lot of different types of things. We did uh, come up with a lot of different things. Uh, we did come up with the band Imperial Imposter. Uh, their latest album is Jammin' on a Bing Bong. And the hit single off of that album is uh, Do You Want to Go to Tragedy? <laughs> um, do you want to go to tragedy? It's, that is a weird phrase, and it came up on a, because of a weird thing. What happened that that happened? So I was texting Lala to see if she wanted to get up and eat breakfast and go to tragedies. I, I misspelled Target, and it auto-corrected to tragedy. <laughs> you people and your Target, always going to Target, to the point now that it, just, it auto-corrects to tragedy? I think <laughs> the universe is trying to tell you something about your Target-going experiences. That well, we should not go? How are we supposed to not go? I got a cat candle holder and I got chalk, sidewalk chalk on clearance for $2.98. Did you plan on going to Target to get these things? No. So I saw a picture of a a Target ad, I think on Facebook. Okay. And I was like, I haven't been to Target and I want to see their Halloween stuff. (laughs) Oh God. So David was like, I need contact solution anyway. So I was like, let's go. And we almost left without the contact solution. Man. Yeah, and in fact, I had to remind Elisa like three times. Like, oh. Well, because I didn't know what we were there for at first, and then I heard David mention it. I was like, what? We're here for tax? (laughs) Okay. Just stupid. (laughs) I'm going to cut this off now because we can't become the Target podcast. I figure, I feel like in our last episode, we talked about Target way too much. Would it become a tragedy? Yes, it would become a tragedy (laughs) to become the official podcast of Target. It would. It, we're. Are, this episode's about cocktails. We can't. We can't get sidetracked. Ooh, today. with Tom Cruise. With, you know, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, Shut you know what? Up. I've only seen like key scenes because it's so saturated in our culture. Wow. That like I've seen the like weird juggling mixing scenes. That but. was one of the greatest movies of our time. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't believe you, but argue your case. Well. It was when Tom Cruise was like in everything and it wasn't a bad thing. <laughs> Unlike now, you mean? Yeah, like now it's just weird because mm-hmm. I don't know. We're just watching a man slowly decay but still act young. Yeah, and then there was that recent uh, movie where he, he was wearing a fake butt. What? No, it wasn't even recent. It was uh, the, the, war, the World War II where he's like a double agent. Oh, Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. There okay. You go. He had a fake butt in yeah. that movie? Yeah. There's been pictures going around, like, there's this scene where he's falling, but it still looks like he's, like, bent, or, like, his butt is, like, a huge bubble butt. Oh, man. <laughs> it just looks really bad, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's obvious. Did he have a fake button cocktail at all, do you know? I don't think so. I'm sure, like, he stood on a crate or something, because the guy that was in that movie with him, I don't know his name, but he was way taller than 
acronym. Okay, Brian Brown, I think, was the name of that actor. But as far as Cocktail goes, that's a movie. That's a movie all about. <laughs> the whole premise of the movie is guys are making pouring drinks way too complicated. Well, no, it was fun, and I would appreciate that if that happened in more bars. So you like it's, that sort of thing? I think it was fun, showy. Do you have? Do you encounter that a lot at the bars you go no. to? No. Is there a love interest? Oh wait. Yes, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, we had we we've the most disgusting cocktail making we've ever seen. Oh, at the bleep loop. Okay, we'll tell this story. This is the perfect place to tell this story. So we went to the languages not too far from here, and we were waiting for a beer, a pitcher of beer, because they have pitchers really cheap. And uh, the, the, the wait, the, not the waitress, the bartender was like, I'll be with you in a little while. And we were like, okay. And so we were waiting and watching her and she makes the drink in the shaker, put the shaker in the back of her pants and then proceeded to twerk. Yeah, like it was like in her butt crack oh. and so shorts. So the three and- of us were like, Looking at her like, we're what just, just horrified. <laughs> she was using her ass to make your whatever you were drinking. And it's the middle of summer. It's hot and sweaty. Ugh. And it was at request of one of the, uh, is it somebody wanted her to do it? And yeah. she was just, you know, earning her tips, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It was weird. Somebody requested that she shake this thing with her ass. To make your martinis or whatever you were drinking. Yeah, yeah. so when she was asking us uh, what beer we ended up wanting, she was buttoning up her pants. Yeah, because <laughs> she had to unbutton her pants to get it yeah. in there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that sounds... That's that sort of thing that... That's why I don't like to go to places like Hooters and things like that. Just like, what are we doing this? Well, what 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 is anybody getting out of this? And, you know, it's weird. This is just like a dive bar. It's not yeah. like a gimmicky place. Yeah. But oddly, have you ever seen a male bartender there? Yes. Okay, because I never have. I've just seen the ladies. Huh. Now I'm wondering if the lady or the man that I... Remember, it might have been a just the manager. a tall lady. Well, it's a, that's, yeah, <laughs> could have been a tall Sorry. lady. But Sorry. that's just that sort of soft core <laughs> nonsense that I just like. Why do we have this in life? Why is this in our faces all the time? We can't get into it now, but just the idea forcing someone to stick a mixer in their ass and shake it is just. So, but you said it was a dive bar. I mean, I guess it could have been worse. Like, I I don't know how, but Jesus Christ. Well, that really disgusts me. And that's a perfect segue. In preparation for this episode, I went online and uh, when looking up cocktails, I naturally gravitated because of who I am to the weirdest and the grossest cocktails uh, in the world. And while uh, researching this in quotes, basically I realized that every year some other website just releases the same lists of the same cocktails. And just like you go back to 2011, that's where this starts. And then every year a different website has the same exact list as everybody else. Different website, different Different website, yeah. They just assign somebody else. All they do is look up the previous list of these things and make their new one. Do less or do more. But uh, just to give you an example of uh, one of the ones I found, um, there's a cocktail called The Slaughtered. And this one, the ingredients are whiskey, coffee, Kahlua, dark chocolate liqueur, Campari, orange juice, raspberry liqueur, and pig's blood. Oh, I thought you were going to say children's tears or something. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't fucking Harry Potter world. (laughs) Well, what's Pig's Blood doing in there? (laughs) Well, it's, you know, I don't know. It's just, um, exactly. This whole thing, this whole idea of like cocktails and just people, people are just so bored and take things too far. Like there's another one called uh, The Full English. And the basically, it's the basic English breakfast. It's got black cow vodka, uh, black pudding fat, tomato juice, horseradish, a dash of Worcestershire sauce, Coleman's mustard, HP sauce, Marmite, and this is served in a Heinz baked can of beans and garnished oh with streaky bacon, toast, tomato, and pickled quail's egg. So... All of these sound, you know, for somebody without a gallbladder, this just sounds like 
a terrible thing yeah. to yeah. drink and then experience afterwards. Uh huh. Because my body wouldn't. You can't process, process this at all. It. it would just go right through me. Yeah. <laughs> All they've done is put a breakfast in a can. Yeah, I mean, and it kind of reminds me of, like, the way cocktails are going now, like, where, you know, they do a Bloody Mary or whatever, and they stick, like, a turkey leg in it. and it's or like, like a burger? Yeah, or, like, the whole concha burger thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why? Yeah. I don't, I don't want that in my cocktail. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I feel like that's the whole point of things like these. They're not actually there to be actually consumed by people. They're just there to get press. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this sh- dumb shit we did. Hey, come on down. Not everything here is that stupid. <laughs> um, uh, but I think. But here's the one. I'm, I'm gonna say things that are technically grosser than this. But to me, this is the grossest one. And this drink is called the Smoker's Cough. And <laughs> it's it have not children's syrup in it. It's uh. It's not even a cocktail. It's just a shot. And there's only two ingredients. And the ingredients are Jägermeister and mayonnaise. Ew. That's just terrible. No. Yeah. See, like, I was... I used to drink a lot of Jaeger. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know what happened, but I just realized... You lost your gallbladder? No, this was after. But (laughs) I don't like Jaeger. And I never liked it when I drank it. And that's gross. Yeah, I've never had Jägermeister. I've had it described to me, and uh, I've definitely had mayonnaise. And the actual experience of mayonnaise with the description of Jägermeister, that sounds awful. And I think that's why they call it the smoker's cough, because it's just, they just created something disgusting. And that's it. Um, But, and then technically, these are grosser, but I would actually drink these before the smoker's cough. And these are actually, I think, can be considered uh, tonics more than anything. But uh, from uh, China and Korea, we have baby mice wine. And how this is made is baby Um, mice are taken shortly after birth and drowned alive in a jug of rice wine and left to ferment. After the wine is drinking, the mice are eaten. uh, They do that with snakes, too. Yeah. This is all part of uh, that whole uh, subculture. uh, Subculture. I don't know why I said that. There's there's a whole... This is just basically the tequila worm taken to... They're ridiculous extremes. Yeah, I wouldn't even eat the tequila worm. I never have. I don't know if I could. Well, I guess I don't know what that whole thing with the salt and the mezcal was. The worm salt. Worm? Dry uh, blood worms? or I don't know what it was. That's the closest I have come to eating the worm. I've never even been in a situation where I'm drinking tequila that has a worm in it. That's I've always just had nice, safe fun tequila without animals in it and uh, where do you even go to get the worm tequila at mexico Mm -hmm. mexico oh that's you see i've never been to mexico so i've never had that real life experience i've never been to mexico oh i've only been to mexico as a child okay but why have i seen it I don't know. That's some, that only you know the answer to that mystery. I didn't see. I don't think I've seen it as an adult. Maybe as a child. I don't know. Okay, tequila is actually the. I actually do not like drinking alcohol. It's not something I find enjoyable at all. The only alcohol I actually like and enjoy is tequila, and I think it's because that. And it's just straight tequila shots. And I think that's because you can lick salt and then bite into a lime. And I think that's what I actually like about doing tequila shots is that part of it. Everything else. Um, like the drunkest, actually the drunk. Let's talk about the drunkest we've ever been. Well, uh, let's uh, if we're uncomfortable. I'll keep it calm and yeah. short. Yeah. <laughs> um, the drunkest I ever got was at this party. It was right after college. I went into t- this. I don't know whose party. Oh no, it was a girl named Audrey. It was her house. She was pissed because she wanted a small get together with friends, and then people blew it up, and there were. Uh, hundreds of people at this place she was mad she was hiding in a room with her dog all night um but for some reason me and my friend uh nick <laughs> can i stop you what that's like uh jake ryan that's exactly what that's yeah, like sorry. <laughs> that's exactly what she got she got fucking jake ryan bad that night and <laughs> One of my uh, dearly departed friend, Javier, he actually, he got kicked out of that party because he (laughs) had sex with a girl on Audrey's bed. Well, she was in there? No, this was, she was doing some patrols (laughs) of the place, trying to make sure nobody was breaking everything with her dog in tow. 
um, being really pissed at everything. And then she just came back and caught Javier and this girl on her bed. And she got mad. <laughs> I would be mad too. Yeah, like she, she got the total Jake Ryan experience. But anyway, me and my friend Nick, somehow we ended up in a corner. And we were put, and the place ran out of like drinks pretty quickly. But for some reason, me and Nick were put in charge of a secret bottle of vodka. And I don't know how that happened. And we decided not to tell anybody about it. And we just started drinking coffee mugs of vodka all night from this thing. <laughs> and at first it was terrible because I don't like vodka. But once you get one coffee mug of vodka down you, and it's like, the next ones are easy. So I had about <laughs> probably five or six That's coffee terrible. mugs full of vodka that night. And, I, and this is when I learned that when I get really, really drunk, I get hyper-focused. Like, because the thing I don't enjoy about getting drunk is losing control. So my whole, all my vision and all my thoughts become like a pinpoint. And I'm just like, okay, we're gonna go do this now. Now I'm gonna sit down. I have to say what I'm gonna do before I do it because I just wanted to make it entirely clear. Because also I'm a large man and I'm afraid of just like, if I don't tell myself exactly what I'm gonna do, my brain will just be all, now I kill. Oh shit, I've killed everybody. So I gotta stay hyper-focused, and I'm just telling like really complicated stories while I'm staring at a single point on the wall going, yeah, I like to have fun tonight. And the next day, I pass out, I black out at some point that night. The next day, I puke harder than I've ever puked before in my life. And it lasts an hour where I'm just in the bathroom puking. And my friend Stephanie was with her boyfriend in the next room, and she's she always brings this up, it's just like, I've never heard puke like that before. <laughs> I've never heard somebody go that hard at a bathroom in my life. And she actually said, like, listening to me vomit that morning, she had a newfound respect for me. Which is a bad thing to tell someone like me because I'd learn all the wrong lessons from that. And <laughs> it's led, that's um, one of the intrinsic things that led to me sort of thinking of myself as the king of garbage and filth is because I vomited so well that somebody respected me for it. Um, but that's that's the drunkest I've ever got. And if you'd like to tell a story you're comfortable telling. Yes, I, I do. Okay. Um, so I have to just say there, um, it's a Christmas story. Okay. Um, so we should get bundled do, up, nice I mean, hot cocoa. It, it all comes together at Christmas, and oh. then now it's just something that sticks with me okay. and my family for the rest of our lives. <laughs> um, so I would go out a lot. I, I drink socially, and there's mm -hmm. always somebody that wanted to hang out, and we just get together and drink, and one of them's my cousin Ryan. Um, one time we were out... And we were talking about, uh, what's that movie? Weird Science. Okay. Uh, and uh, Anthony Michael Hall, is that his name? Yeah. His part where he's all drunk and he's in that bar and they call him Malaka. Okay. So that, you know, just came up every time we were drinking. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to get Malakas or oh, that's Malaka. A, and that, what, what does Malaka mean again? That's like a Greek word. I think it's like a bad, like, yeah, it's a bad. It's a, like, it's, it's not even cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not even something that I should be saying out loud, but that's just what we do now. Yeah. And it's just the word we use when somebody gets really, really drunk. And so it was brand new to uh, me, and I we went to my grandma's for for Christmas, and uh, nobody really we never drank there um, during Christmas. Mm -hmm. So somebody, I think uh, my grandma finally said it's okay. You do what you want to do. And uh, so I was drinking with the family, and I, I might have had too much, and the word malacca just came out all the time. Uh -huh. And I would ask people, are you getting malacas in? Okay. I don't know. It was weird. And I got so drunk that uh, my grandma, the next day, mm -hmm. kept calling me a malacca. <laughs> okay. And even now, like, anytime I go out, she'll, she'll ask me or ask my mom, like, mm -hmm. Did Elisa get malacas? <laughs> I was just like, what is this always happening now? And you know, it, it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's funny, and I wanted to share it. Nice. <laughs> well, that was that's a fun story. That's the that's you created a new family tradition in that, and it was all part of Christmas. Uh, that's actually kind of a nice story. Uh, Lala, do you have a story they're willing to share? Uh, yeah, I'm like thinking back at all the times that I got really super drunk and. Mm -hmm. They're all just really disgusting, you know, like, uh, you know, even the first time 
uh, that I got really drunk. It wasn't fun or cute or anyway. I just passed out. I didn't vomit till the next day, but mm-hmm. I was drinking by myself, so that's not fun. How old were you uh, <laughs> when you first got really, really drunk? I was 20. 20? Okay. Yeah. And you were just by yourself getting drunk? Yeah. Like, did, had you planned this that day? Like, just like, I'm going to get wasted tonight because I'm lonely. No, uh... It was like uh, when Ike and I were living on our own. Your ex husband. Yeah, when we just first got married, and uh, he worked the night shift and didn't get out till like three. Okay. And uh, for some reason, I just I drank a whole bottle of vodka and half a bottle of tequila. Jesus! Holy moly! And it was like really bad. Like the next day, we had to go to lunch at his mom's and dinner with my parents. (laughs) That's when we visited our families, like every other Sunday, and so. I spent like most of the day in the bathroom yes. and I was like throwing up like black. Mm-hmm. It Ooh. was terrible. Yeah. But I guess like the really horrible thing was everybody thought I was pregnant. Because <laughs> 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 I didn't want to eat and yeah. I was throwing up the whole time. And you had just gotten married. Yes. Right? And so everyone's like, everyone's like, the good news. All right. And they're like, just, when are they going to tell us? But no, you would drink a whole bottle of vodka and half a bottle of tequila, you said? Yeah. And they were, they were the leader bottle. Oh, you could have died. Yeah, I know. I could have died. Yeah. There are so many times where I probably should have died, but didn't. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I have to ask, like, when you drink that much, there has to be a part of you that goes like, maybe this is it. Maybe <laughs> I it's have over. a really high tolerance, I think. Okay. But I also get really stupid. I think people just say that all yeah. the time, including me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I have a pretty high tolerance, but I just, and I think we just function. We have a lot of <laughs> practice functioning. Right. Yeah. You're functional alcoholics. Yeah, but oh, I think if somebody else drink that much, <laughs> it would have killed them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you couldn't do that every week. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So that was a, that was a special occasion for you, like, but you had drunk before that, right? Uh, not really. Not really. Yeah, so I didn't really know how alcohol worked. I mean, I did, you know, I'm not stupid. My mm-hmm. whole family is like alcoholics and have been around. Well, yeah. I guess, like, the only other time that I drank before that was, like, uh, when I was, like, nine. And, like, my aunts <laughs> tried to give me, like, tea in what? quotes. And it was actually, like, alcohol of some What do you mean sort? they were trying to give you tea? <laughs> like, like, they had set up a like, weird oh, tea party? Oh, or? Mija, come here. Drink this. Drink this. Because they thought it was funny that, like, a small kid is drinking <laughs> alcohol because they're that drunk. Yeah. So you had a bunch of drunk aunts trying to get a child drunk. Yes. Wow. You know, my family's never done that to me. <laughs> this does remind me, and this is a memory I actually do have. When I think I actually I actually did get drunk when I was two or three years old. Because at a family gathering when I was like two or three, I started grabbing all like the almost empty bottles that just has all the backwash in it. And I just started drinking those when I was like two or three years old. And I got drunk off of that. <laughs> I partially remember doing that. And then partially people just like, you were a drunk baby that night. <laughs> and so I remember that. Um, now, but and I'm, that might be where I just got my distaste for alcohol. Now that I'm thinking about it. Because that seems like it would have gotten me really, really sick. And just dr- drinking a combination of alcohol and people spit at the bottom of a bottle. Um, but also, I have a big problem not only don't don't I like drinking alcohol, I actually I hate because I'm sober most of the time, I hate dealing with drunk people. It's the most ungainly, unmanageable thing. It's like if a, I don't know, it's it it's like it's like almost dealing with like a giant cat. Like they're just gonna do whatever they want and they're gonna fucking just and it's just it makes me mad. Do you have you ever had any like bad run ins that you fun run ins that you wanna talk about with uh, alcoholics at all? Of course we do, but, but we not- cannot mention them. Okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> these are people that are still in our lives, and I- we'd like to keep it that way. So um, I will say that um, I don't like to deal with drunk people mm-hmm. either. I mean, there's been times like everybody's been there. I guess nobody likes to deal with no, drunk people. Like, but I not- have uh, I have no patience. Me neither. For people who can't handle it. Do you have any stories about people who necessarily aren't family members or friends, but like just people you've seen at a bar 
and just like, oh, what a fucking asshole. Oh, yes. We have like a top five list. Oh, you do? right. Yeah. We had, we started these lists about like the worst things we've overheard from drunk people at bars uh-huh. and the worst things we've seen. Well, this is perfect. I think a top five <laughs> list at this point is the the best thing to talk about. Oh, top five worst. I should go find the spiral. Yeah. I don't think we we might. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. We'll just try to the, remember re, it. It's not re, an order. Yeah. Just remember what you can right now. We'll find the spiral after the break. Yeah. So, uh, one thing, the worst thing that uh, we've collectively seen, and this doesn't necessarily mean that we're all... Uh, there at this one given time uh-huh. but there was this woman coming on to a guy uh, who was like coming on to another girl and she was uh, fanny crotching her, I mean fanny crotching fanny crotching she what? was fanning fanny her, her crotch <laughs> she was fanning her crotch it was hot in summer and she was like the Captain Morgan dude uh-huh. with she, her she had her leg, leg up. up and she was she wearing was, a dr- skirt or something oh and she's fanning, she was fanning her, crotch. her crotch it was like with, so with her hand gross. or with like an actual fan or she it, just had and a it hand. was a fan uh-huh. like maybe a coaster <laughs> but you know something that was at the bar yeah, yeah. Um, but the guy that she was like coming there I think they were all from they worked in the office okay and I don't think the guy was drinking mm-hmm. that she was like coming on to oh god so I don't know how that turned out for her the next day because he was not interested at all well certainly she was a it's a I would I would characterize that as very unladylike but also do you think it was like she was just had a very hot crotch or do you think she was trying to like spread pheromones or something like well, that well I mean it was like Texas heat in Toronto yes <laughs> so I mean it's yeah. just hot and yeah. sweaty and you know your thighs are together yeah. it just happens it, but it's so it's the way she dealt with it was do you not think, okay. Like it was like. Do you think it was something she even knew she was doing, or just like just automatically her break? I think she, she knew. Okay, that she was standing there. I don't know if she thought it was leg, sexy. Leg up, fanning her crotch. I mean, I because. I I mean, I have to admit, I do that. But how I do that is, I'm usually wearing pants, and I just sort of do this billowy thing with my pants to try to get that all cooled down. Yeah, but she was drunk and hitting on the guy, yeah. and it was. Ugh. Okay, so we got we got the we got the crotch fanner. Anybody crotch else fanner. you can remember? So we were at this bar. I don't know if I should say names of the bars. Um, it's a shitty hole in the wall okay. bar, and uh, me and my cousin Angela went mm-hmm. there, um, <laughs> and uh, we were scared because we were the first, we were going to her brother's birthday party, and mm. we showed up. And we, nobody else was there. Okay. And it was this shitty bar. Maybe there was hookers in the back alley. We don't know. There's sketchy people in the alley. So we walked in and we stuck uh, close to David, my husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get in there and we're sitting down at the bar. And this old lady, like in her 60s, okay. maybe older, she was telling us, she was totally drunk and telling me and Angela how pretty we were. Uh-huh. And so we're like, thank you. And then her daughter came by and the old lady started throwing up at the bar between her and her daughter. <laughs> yeah. And me and Angela were just grossed out. Yeah. And then she like, you know, finished vomiting and then she looked up and wiped her mouth and she's like, we should go. Was talking to her daughter and her daughter was like, no, we are not leaving. I am not ready to leave. <laughs> and it was just uh, sad. Yeah. And, uh, Gross, because mm-hmm. we, we left that bar area, so we went to further. We went further in the back. Yeah. Where oh my gosh, there was more stuff. There was a lady who was wearing like a bandana mm-hmm. as a shirt. Yeah. And a like a blue jean skirt. Wow. And, so uh, a bandana as a shirt. So yeah. it's just covering her boobs. Yeah. Okay. And uh, she was grinding uh-huh. on some older gentleman that was yeah. dressed either like a little league umpire <laughs> or mailman. I'm not sure. Was this a fancy dress night or was this just a regular <laughs> no, night? No. It was, it was like the weirdest. It was like one of the first weirdest dive bars or shitty hole in the walls that I'd ever been to. Okay. And I, yeah, that was that was the lady throwing up and wanting to go home, but her daughter was also drunk. Was like, no, we're not going anywhere. I mean, she threw up at the bar. Yeah. That's gross. that whole thing sounds like a very David Lynchian uh, thing. Um, and before. So let's save some more of these after you find your spiral where you rank these things. But before we cut off uh, to do make our cocktails and drink them, I just want to tell a story. Because I say I hated dealing with drunk people, but one of the most delightful things I've ever seen was because of a drunk person. And that was, I have a friend, and years ago, 
I tell this story all the time because it's one of my favorite stories. He uh, had just broken up with his girlfriend, and I helped him sort of cyberstalk her to learn that she had a new boyfriend, which he didn't know. But to this point, he had held up uh, hope that he was going to get back with her, found out he had a new boyfriend, completely destroyed him. And one night, while we were all getting really, really super drunk, just in the middle of hanging out in this parking lot, he walks up to a, a concrete wall and in apps I can't even tell you how perfect the cursive was. Absolutely perfect cursive. He pisses the guy's name onto the concrete wall. <laughs> like it was a level of focus and a dedication. It was not it wasn't a super long name, but it was an entire first middle initial last name Whoa. in perfect Cursive. I wish I would have taken a picture. It was one of the most amazing <laughs> things. I'd never even. I didn't even know you could have that much precision. Or piss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had so much piss, so much constant precision. Constant stream. A constant stream. No, but then also taking breaks because oh. he would do a whole the whole first name, space, middle initial, oh. space, last name. Wow. So control. Control precision. Just consistency. Consistency, (laughs) exactly. The amount of piss, the consistency, everything. It was that. I think I'm more in awe of the level of hate that was involved with this because you could only do something that perfect if you were super pissed at something. And it was just, it was like the most amazing thing. And I constantly talk about it. And it's why I think he's one of the most impressive human beings I've ever met in my life. Did uh, he dot the I's and cross the T's? Yes. Wow. wow. He did. I'm impressed. I'm not going to say anybody's name, but yes, he definitely did this. It was amazing. And then he went inside and broke a closet door, but said he didn't do it. And so that kind of ruined everything. But up to that point, <laughs> it, that night was amazing. Um, so I think we're going to take a break right now. We're going to go make our cocktails, which we didn't even talk about what we're going to drink, but we'll talk about it after the break. Yeah. Let's make our cocktails. We're going to come back and we're going to keep, we're going to keep this fun, boozy day going. <laughs> All right. All yes. right. Let's do it. Also, what's the way to the next whiskey bar? All right, welcome back uh, to the usual people. I forgot that I probably didn't explain the concept of this show properly, uh, but we're trying things out for the first time. Uh, we talk about it in the first half of the show, and the second half, uh, we do the thing. And this cocktail that we've never tried before, uh, Lala, can you walk us through this? Yes, it's a French 75. It's a gin-based drink. It's only got four ingredients, sugar, gin, lemon, and champagne. Ooh. Oh, well, also, and then, like, the accoutrements, which is a lemon peel and a cherry. Accoutre what? Accoutrements? Sounds like accoutrements. Accoutrements. Wow. Okay. <laughs> accoutrements. The, there's been a lot of that kind of talk on this episode already. About coochies? Yes. And I oh, think, yeah, the twat fan lady. It, it, it was just 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I, think should, I think let's move on. I think let's just taste these bastards. Okay, let's yeah. Let's see what they taste like. I'll tell you what it smells like first. Go ahead. It smells delicious. It does smell delicious. And this actually tastes super great. Yeah. I really like this. I think it's, it's like, better um, than a mimosa. Yeah. I was going to say it's like a mimosa, but lemony. Yeah. This is super and less sugary. Re- it's like super refreshing. Yeah. It's like it's like a sprite. Or but- like a lemonade sprite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a sprite that's more citrusy and mm-hmm. less sugary. Yeah. This is good. And it's in such a nice glass and the yellow and the red, the yellow of the lemon peel, the red of the cherry. Mm-hmm. This is super effing classy, guys. This is a <laughs> This is how you Sunday afternoon drink, would, I feel. Would you say it's a French 75? Where did that name come from anyway? I don't know. I didn't look up the history of the drink. I guess I could look that up. Oh, my God. I tried <laughs> looking up the history of cocktails in preparation of this. Like the it, movie? <laughs> the oral history of cocktail. Uh, no. Um, the history of cocktails is probably one of the most boring histories you can ever read about. Because... There's just nothing going on. It's just a bunch of people saying, let's put this in this. Well, if you Google the movie, you'd find out um, that Elizabeth Shue gets pregnant and she's rich <laughs> and Tom Cruise is a bartender and yeah. the family doesn't want him. Jesus, is that what's good? That sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, does he, well, does it work out for Tom Cruise? 
you know, he's got to decide what life he wants to lead. I'm asking you, what does he decide? He decides Elizabeth Shue is good for him. Okay. And the baby. Nice. There's a baby involved? Yeah. I'm out on this movie already. You don't you don't like babies at all. <laughs> well, no, there's no baby like really in the movie. Yeah, I know. She's I'm just pregnant kidding. through most of it. <laughs> the only experience I have with the movie Cocktail is that uh, I have a friend, uh, Bob, who he in his old truck, he only had he didn't have any CDs, he only had one cassette tape, and the cassette tape was the soundtrack to Cocktail. <laughs> and whenever we go riding with him, sometimes we'd just listen to that. One day we just drove around. We just decided it was one of these days. I think we just randomly decided it was me, Bob, and Nick, and we decided to just have a scumbag day. Oh, we involved Little Caesars, and then driving around in his uh, truck, listening to the soundtrack to Cocktail. First song on that soundtrack is "Don't Worry, Be Happy" by Bobby McFerrin. It's just when you're just hanging with your bros, it's a great song for bro hanging. Just letting you guys know that. Okay, well, uh, here's a little short history on the French 75. Okay. It is simply, in French, called the Suset Quins, though I could have that pronunciation really sure. wrong, because I don't speak French. And uh, the drink dates to World War One, and an early form was created in 1915 at the New York Bar in Paris called Harry's New York Bar by barman Harry McElhone. See... This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Cocktail history is super boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it was a necessity or some diabolical genius did something. It's just like, this is my job. They just created I it. I make new things. This is what I do. But why did he call it a French 75? It was made at a New York bar in France. In 75? So, I don't... Not even in 75. In 1915. So when you first said um, French 75, I immediately thought of Crazy 88. Oh, I'm sure that's a drink too. Is it? What's I don't that? even know what you're talking about right now. Isn't it Crazy 88 or the 8 from Kill Bill, the band? Oh, yeah. The No, you're thinking of the 5, 6, 7, 8s is the band. Oh. But then there's the Crazy 88, the team of uh, assassins yeah. that she slaughters. And there aren't even 88 of them. But... To move on swiftly, so we've just tried this uh, French 75. I dropped my lemon! Pick it up. I did. Sorry. It was delicious. Great. Refreshing. Now we're going to go to the other side of the track. Yeah. Speaking of creating, just creating things. Just creating things. I took it upon myself uh, to create my own cocktail just on ingredients I had on hand and ingredients I had here at your house. And... I'm not going to name this until after I taste this because yeah. I don't know what it's like. Do you want to list the ingredients before Oh, yeah. I want to list the ingredients. Okay. It starts with a tropical punch Kool-Aid base. Then you add some brandy. Then you add dash of Worcestershire sauce. Dash of Tabasco sauce. Stir in some agave nectar. Sprinkle... Red sprinkles on top of it. And they have to be red. They have to be red. It turns the bottom of the glass into a sort of purpley crimson, the top of the glass into a blackness, an unholy looking blackness, if I have to say. Basically, it looks like trash water. It looks like after a rain. Ooh, yeah, the gray water in the sewer. Yeah, gray. It looks like sewer gray water. It, we might just. Yeah. Need... It reminds me of uh, when you paint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In different colors, it's the paint water. It's, yeah. I think we might end up just calling this gray water. Gray water, the drink. Gray now water, the, the roller drink. coaster. So I'm going to. Then the movie. I'm Sorry. Gonna, I'm gonna drink this now, um, and let's see what happens. Wait, wait, wait. Can I suggest you don't gulp it, but you actually taste just it? Just sip it. Like just, just take a it. sip and yeah. let it like roll in your mouth a little. Like really taste it. Don't yeah. just throw it back. You don't want yeah. me to throw it back. It's not a shot. It's okay. not a shot. It's a cocktail. Okay. It's meant to be indulged. Here we go. And savored. Your face looks like when I ate Taco Bell. <laughs> really, except you're not crying. You look like you're about to cry, though. Oh my God, are you crying? It's. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what's going on here in this. Uh, and in fact, Graywater is the perfect name for this. <laughs> because what has happened is I have found the perfect combination of ingredients. They cancel each other's tastes out so perfectly. 
It's like you're drinking gray. Oh. Hold on, let me try that again. Hold on. I think I want to try yeah, it. Yeah, like I think I want to take a sip. Plus, we have this nice, refreshing French 75. In front All of that have, yeah, it's like they cancel each other's tastes out. You're left with a bit of aftertaste of the Kool Aid, and then there's spiciness in the back of your mouth because of the Tabasco. But if you want to take a sip, check that out. No, gray water is the perfect name for this thing that I have made. So when you were making it, I asked to smell it because mm -hmm. it reminded me of wings, like hot wings. Yeah. But it, now I smell Kool-Aid. Well, it's just the Tabasco reminds you because Tabasco is using so many of those things. Okay. Yeah. Take a sip. Like I said, it's going to get hot at the end. That is hot. But you know what I'm talking about? It's like you can't taste any of the things at first. It's like they've canceled each other out. Is that the brandy that we taste? I think it's just the Kool-Aid. We've completely smothered the brandy altogether. It tastes like Kool-Aid. You know what it kind of tastes like when you've had like one of those like cheap pieces of gum in your mouth and mm -hmm. like you spit out the gum and you still have kind of the flavor of yeah. the gum, but like those fruity, fruity gums. Yeah. It's, it's like there's no overall taste at first until you... It's like all aftertaste. It's all aftertaste. And it leaves like a pungentness in your mouth. It's, complete, kind of yeah, it's completely <laughs> annihilated any sense of taste so or goodness. David to try too. Leave him, you want to pour some in a little glass for him? Nah. <laughs> this is... Oh, man. But yeah, no. Greywater is the perfect name for this because that's what this is. It's just... This is what you kind of imagine. It's a fruitier version of just street water. Gray water on the bayou. This is like actually this was a good palate cleanser. Yeah, this uh, French seventy five definitely a good palate cleanser for this. So I'm kind of disappointed Ugh. this didn't end up. Yeah. No, no, Ugh. no! It Whoa. made a bad reaction. I don't like that no more. <laughs> gray water ruined my life. <laughs> Nothing tastes good after you drink gray water. If you feel there's not going to be any um, pushback on it. Um, and speaking of this gray water badness, I have a couple of more of these uh, worst drinks ever, or these horrible cocktails. Um, not too many left. Well, here's some just some weird ones. There's the Forever Young, and this one with Mel Gibson. Forever Young. Oh, and the Rod Stewart song. Yeah, I was gonna sing the Rod Stewart song. Forever Young. Oh, uh, then there's that song that uh, by Alpha Bill. Forever Young. Uh, but no, this one it contains eucalyptus. Um, and it's written here. <gasps> For the burns. What is slightly different about this one is that it's served in a metal chalice behind a mirror. You drink it through the straw, which actually emerges through the mirror. So in effect, you never get to see the drink. So you're basically, it's sort of like bolted to like the table. kissing yourself? Yeah, and you just like, you're looking at yourself while you drink this thing through a mirror that you can't see what it is. And what is it called again? The Forever Young. No. It's Artie. Ooh. Wait. Hold on. The it's glass like, is bolted to the floor. I mean, to the bar. It looks like it. And then there's a chalice behind the mirror. I so there's a mirror see. on yeah. the bar. There's a mirror and a straw comes through the mirror. And you're basically looking at yourself while you drink this thing through a straw. I would say it's already in the way that that one artist creates canvases using his own sperm. Yeah. Uh, the, was that Vito Acconci? Ew. Uh, no, it was... I don't know his name. Yeah. He was like a New York-based artist who dated like one of the Olsen twins and <laughs> like died of a heroin overdose. Oh God! Of course, a guy who creates canvases with his own sperm would date an That's Olsen really twin. Gross. Yeah, that is gross. I hate that sort of art thing. Like when I bring up Vito Acconci because Vito Acconci was a performance artist mm -mm. who set up this thing where he um, built this thing where you walked over a ramp and the whole thing was he was under the ramp masturbating the whole time. Uh, for 24 hours straight while you walk over this ramp. Ew, how raw did he get? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> so you kind of have to admire him for keeping no, it. Again, I'm not. Do you know not, what year this was? It's like in the 70s. Yeah, like 70s was like the like sort of rise of performance art and there was like a lot of weird shit. I can't remember that one feminist artist who like would pull a scroll out of her vagina. Mm. See, that's what I... <laughs> the look on your face. That's why... <laughs> That's why I love Jackass, <laughs> because Jackass basically took the pretension out of performance art and said, no, we're just doing dumb shit. Mm -hmm. This isn't smart. This is dumb. And yeah. this is what we're doing. That's what I always liked about them. But another one of these is, um, this is a cute one. It's the bubble bath martini. 
And basically, the it's in the shape of a tub, and it's made uh, out of what is this? The liquid is made out of lavender and poppy seed cold infused vodka, and these bubbles are made from bubble gum in the bath. And then there's a little rubber ducky in it, and that's the drink. Like I really can't get behind cocktails that have to be like so specifically this. Yeah. Like you know, like. You know, that you have your type of drinks that, you know, are served in a certain type of glass. But if yeah. it has to be so specific that it has to be this container. With mm-hmm. this rubber with, ducky. With a rubber ducky. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. just stupid. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not on board with any of these. Um, and then we get to the king of the weird cocktail things. This one is, some of these ones I've already mentioned make some of the lists. But this is the one that makes all of the lists. Forever and, young. I want to be forever young. I'm sorry. That's in my head yep. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sour toe. I'm sure. Have you heard of this? The sour toe? No, but no. does it have pickles or lemons in it? It's got a pickled something in it. This a gen- pickled toe? This genuinely consists of a dehydrated and amputated human toe. The first toe is said to have belonged to a miner and rum runner named Louis Lichen, who had his frostbitten appendage amputated in the 1920s. Lichen preserved it in a jar of alcohol in his cabin for memories. Roughly 50 years later, in 1973, Yukon local Captain Dick Stevenson found the jar containing the toe while cleaning a cabin. Captain Dick Stevenson found the jar containing the... Or, uh, Captain... I'm drunk. Ca- already, after two drinks of this, I'm reading... Not the same even over. two full drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Dick brought the toe down to the sourdough saloon and started plunking it into the drinks of those who were brave enough. Thus, the Sour Toe Cocktail Club was formed. <laughs> that sounds like something we would do. Yeah. Are you going to try that? I wouldn't try it. I would totally drink the Sour Toe. I would totally drink anything that has an amputated anything but in it. But how do you recreate that? I mean, that was like. No, it's specifically a that rare place. You can only get gym. it at the Sour Toe Cocktail Club at Downtown Hotel in Yukon, Canada. That just sounds dirty. I'm, I think well, it sounds clean. It, you know, it's it was been in a, an alcohol for a really long time. It was time, in a jar of alcohol so. for 50 years. and then What they keep year it in, was it, though? In the 1920s was when it was first cut off. So they keep using the same toe. It's the same toe. Yes. Theoretically. It's the same mummified human toe. You put it in your drink and you drink it. I doubt it affects the taste in any way because it's just a mummified toe. Uh, but I think that's pretty cool myself. How does that even... They still have it? Yeah, it still goes on. It's a thing. It's I see it every come up every once in a while on a Food Network special. Trying this extreme thing. I don't even find it that extreme. I find like things that have fucking animals in them more extreme than the amputated sour toe thing. Like the worm? The worm, the thing. There's and then They're there's, called blood worms. And then there's this one. I didn't even want to bring this up because <laughs> it's so stupid. But then there's the three penis liquor. Um... Basically, it's a cocktail containing seal penis, deer penis, and Cantonese dog penis. Is that penis. what you had, David? What? <laughs> you had you it? Come on the mic and explain you've been, it. You, you've eaten, you've drank penis cocktails? Three penis. <laughs> you. The monkey three penis whiskey. Oh, monkey. monkey. Oh, okay. Did it have monkey penis in it? I don't know anymore. <laughs> yes, you do. Come and explain it. It was San Francisco. I'm not sure. You went to San Francisco and somebody got you to drink a monkey three penis thing? What is this? What is going on, sound man, David? So it was on vacation summer and we're in Chinatown, San Francisco, and, and um, the, it's this whole bar and the bartender likes to play this game where they roll dice and if you pretty much gamble against the bartender and mm-hmm. long story short, uh, it tried a three penis uh, monkey whiskey. She said you can only really, you know, you only need one shot because that's, you know, that'll, that'll do the job. You, you sound, I see you shaking and I see you, you seem violated by this whole thing. Well, because upon getting into the bar, like the bartender warned us like, hey, if you go to the restroom, it's, it's downstairs and you have to take this gate and this stairwell and. What? Wait, what is this about? The more I explain it, the worse it gets. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Lucky, uh, Lucky Buddha, I think, in, in hey. Chinatown. And then you drank this in a bathroom downstairs? No, that's just where the restroom's at. Okay, gotcha. For the three-penis whiskey, it's, uh, it's strong. 
Okay. Well, get away from me, you freak. I don't. I've never known anybody who drank three penis whiskey before. Now you do. Yeah, I'm actually not that bothered. That's weird. I didn't know that about you, but that's one of the things uh, this podcast is about: learning things about our friends. Terrible <laughs> things, it seems. Jesus Christ. Um, you weren't <laughs> able to find um, My your journal. spiral. You left. Apparently, you left your spiral that had your list of the five drunkest things you'd ever seen, which included a woman fanning her crotch at a bar where you work. Yes, but I don't want to go into that. We're not going to go into it, but you decided to take the spiral to work and you left it there. Where anyone I accidentally find it. took it to work. Okay. And uh, so I could take notes. And when I opened up the spiral, because that's what it was in, I was just like, holy crap. And I shut it really quickly because I was surrounded by my coworkers. This is like if you, somebody, like if you're in high school and you just take your diary to school, this is just asking for trouble. Yeah, or like a, a friend diary where more than just you. And what were the words you read that made you close it immediately? Fan twat lady. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which we know the story now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this podcast has gotten way more explicit than I ever hoped it would be. Well. But I think that's just what happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm to blame. I keep bringing up three penis liquors and stuff. And that's, you know. Um, so these this French 45 was great. Yeah, I think this is my go-to brunch drink now. Yeah, no, I, de- no, I definitely like this more than mimosas. Yeah. Like, it's because I just don't like orange juice. Well, I think we're sort of uh, running out of time, so I don't actually have time to tell my story about the time a uh, Nazi that mows my aunt's lawn uh, basically trapped me in his garage with another Nazi and forced me to drink Wait with him. Wait a minute, but what would our super fan say? <laughs> yeah, our super fan wants to know. Our super, I, I mean, basically it's no greater than that. There was a, there was a Nazi that our, uh, my aunt was friends with who used to mow her lawn. She's not a Nazi, but she's not sort of, she doesn't pay attention, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And anyway, she introduced me to him he sort of trapped me in his garage with another Nazi biker friend of his. They wielded a lawnmower blade they had fashioned into a knife, uh, made me write on their desk, and then uh, I got away and nothing happened to me. Huh. That's all that happened with that. That was one oh. of my stranger drinking stories. But I just want to, as we wrap this up, um, we've gotten a lot of stuff done as far as uh, the podcast goes, as far as social media uh, and all that go. Uh, Lolly, you want to talk us through that? Yeah. Okay. So now you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, In addition to our SoundCloud, um, we're under Usual People Pod on social media. But you can subscribe, review, and listen to us through any of your favorite podcatchers. Well, we're on three, so not any. But uh, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. If you'd like us to be on any other podcatcher, just let us know on one of our social media sites. Or you can email us at usualpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And what's our Twitter uh, handle? Uh, usualpeoplepod. At usualpeoplepod. At usualpeoplepod. All right. And uh, please uh, engage with us. We're happy to talk to you. I'm up at odd hours, so I'll respond to almost any message yeah. uh, you want to leave. I already had to deal with my dad, who sort of misunderstood what this was all about. We opened up a thread asking for suggestions of things we should try out for the first time. And his response was, when... Somebody at work just sits by and lets somebody else do all the work and then takes all the credit. (laughs) I honestly laughed when I read it because I knew it was your dad. And uh, David was like, that should be our first special guest. And I was like, yes, let me text Anthony right now. After that, I figured, and then my friend Sean immediately responded to that with, what? Yeah, (laughs) I loved it, I loved it. And then my dad wrote the exact same thing he just wrote. And then no I No explanation. No explanation. And then I, I asked him, is this something you want us to do? And then he goes, I'm going to have to think about this. When I understand, I will get back to you. <laughs> I love the whole thing. Yeah. It made me so happy. Well, I like that when I first read it, I was just like, what? And yeah. then I wrote to the next comment, what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what we all thought. Everybody yeah. was as, just as confused <laughs> as all of that. So you can find us on social media. You can find us on all sorts of podcast things um, at this point. Um, and just, and I want to clear something up because every episode, it seems that just we get a lot of pushback on stuff we've done. And this this time, the pushback comes from a very... A surprising source. Well, I guess it's not that surprising. Um, basically, Justin Trudeau, um, the um, 
the Prime Minister of Canada, we of course... The Scotty Duhati lookalike? Yes, we of course... We broadcast out of Toronto. People are spreading these rumors that we're actually based in San Antonio. We are not based in San Antonio. We are based in Toronto. But Justin Trudeau, he seemed to have gotten mad because you two would not concede that he was hot. The band? No, oh, Justin Trudeau. Oh, you're Yes. <laughs> not you. <laughs> That's like Bono weighed in on our podcast. <laughs> that was a genuine misunderstanding. Yeah. You think Justin Trudeau got pissed off because Bono doesn't think he's hot, so he's attacking our podcast. Yeah. Okay, because we just think about what you just said. Yes, I know. What I, and, I mean, I could just say, well, yeah. But in my defense, I was pointing at you too when I said you too. I don't know. Maybe that's their hand signal. <laughs> Ain't nobody has a sign. I'm choking on a cherry. <laughs> anyway, Justin Trudeau, he got into contact with me. First of all, he wants us to stop saying that we're based out of Toronto. And we're not going to do that because we are based on Toronto. Yeah. And I can prove that we are based out of Toronto. Because if we're not based out of Toronto, how do I know that the next showing of It at the Cineplex Odeon Morningside Cinemas in Toronto is at 4 10 p.m yeah how would i have that information how do i how do i how would i not know that the weather in toronto right now the, right now the weather outside out, out of my window right now is sunny 72 degrees is it sunny 72 degrees? it is a sunny 72 degrees in toronto you know i would have said sunny i thought it 71 degrees by the way it feels no outside it's right 72 now. It's a nice day. It yeah, is a very it is nice a day very here in Toronto. Beautiful, mild day. But he insists that we do this. He's threatened. Basically, his whole problem with this, he's, it's not with me. He says he's cool with me. It's you two that really got on his... No. <laughs> and he says he wants... He's basically wanted Why to make it clear. Why does he hate the edge so much? He doesn't hate the edge. I'm sure... I am certain U2 is one of Justin Trudeau's favorite bands. That seems like a band he's like gone to see in concert at least 10 times. So what does he want? A push-up contest? <laughs> no. He just wants to make it clear that he believes that you, both you, Elisa and Lala, are not human women. He doesn't believe it. There's no I way. am a human. He believes. Woman. He believes that you're some sort of woman. Kind, kind of like sort of Whoa. twin sister, Man. shaved beasts who barely understand. Did you say twin sister? Twin sisters. Oh. He somehow for some reason he thinks you're twin sisters. You're also just shaved beasts who don't understand society in any way because anybody who has. Us, even the most rudimentary understanding of society would understand that he's one of the top five hottest boys. Well, you know what? I t I'm upset with that because, you know, for somebody that's leading mm -hmm. a country, yeah. right? Because Canada's a country. Yes. Yes. What the hell? Right. Like, a world leader should not care if yeah. he's hot or not. Exactly. I don't and even know why he's bothering. Like, we know, mentioned it. It was like five minutes on our first if podcast. If he wants to prove us wrong, he should... If Hot or Not is no longer a website, he should revive it and yeah. put himself on the front page yeah. and figure out if he's hot or not. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should settle this right now. Um, but he did. Uh, he's, basi he's basically threatened. He said if his words were, if we did live in Toronto, he would build an oil pipeline through our house. <gasps> That's what he said he would do. But he you doesn't believe what? we do. I have to tell him No. Right. Yeah, that's sort of impossible. We live on the third story. We live on the third story of our apartment in Toronto where yeah. we all live together. On this sunny 71 degree day. 72 degree day. Well, the, but on the, the best, third floor, it's a little But the cooler. nicest thing that came out of that, because as I said, he's cool with me. He absolutely hates you guys. But he was cool with me, and he actually sent me his calendar. He did a photo calendar. Was it a usual people podcast calendar? No, it was just... Why am I doing this? It's a Trudeau calendar. It's literally a Trudeau calendar. It doesn't have any of the months listed. It just says Trudeau on every page. You know page. what? If I saw that calendar and it said Trudeau on it, I would think it's about bread. Trudeau. <laughs> the Trudeau calendar. Well, I'm, I cherish it. I have it hung up in my house. Um, so we got... Our enemies now are Amy Sherman Palladino, creator of Gilmore Girls, and Justin Trudeau, but he's cool with me. But you're a fan. Yeah. You're going to have to pick a side, Anthony. Well, don't make me choose just yet. I won't. Because you know I'll always bow to power. You know what? <laughs> I want him to try your gray water drink. We will. And me then... and Justin, 
We're going to be best bros, I can tell. I'll, I'll talk him around to you guys. You don't have to talk us I up to I don't want nothing. to be talked up to Justin yeah. Trudeau. He can fucking hate me. Jesus. <laughs> well, on that... Lots of people fucking hate me, so that's all right. I'm Just, okay with it. Lala is gunning for Justin Trudeau. We've had delicious drink... Well, one delicious drink today. Push-up contest. Push-up contest for you Justin Trudeau. versus person of my pick. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. Well, because I can't do uh, yeah. push-ups. Uh, anyway, John so. Cena. Yeah, you can't see me with his facial recognition. Did you guys catch that? No. Should I explain more? No. Okay. We should wrap okay. this up right now because we've stopped talking about cocktails so long ago. It's not even funny. Okay. But the movie. No, both the movie, the drinks. Um, Can so, I just mention one thing? I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Um, I described the movie in the second half, yeah. and I'm not sure if I got it right. So don't hate oh, me. I do have one I correction. I should actually, wait. This has to do with the cocktails because of the gray water we just drank. You Are my teeth blue? No. Your teeth are blue. How do they get blue? <laughs> I think from the gray water. I did swish it. You did swish it. I wanted to get a good Yours palette. isn't blue. Yours retained the blue color. That's weird. Anyway, you had a correction, Lala? Oh, yeah. I had a correction from last episode. The movie mm-hmm. was Party Monster, not Party Animal. Okay. Make sure they're not blue. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a bit blue. All right. So I think that wraps up our cocktail episode. <laughs> Your teeth are blue. Stop. Why do you always <laughs> derail my wrap-ups? On the Taco Rito one, I did not. It's a potato Rito. <laughs> you. Oh, my God. This. Well, you know what? It's probably us twin witches right here. <laughs> twin sisters from different misters. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. This that okay. has to be the end. That's the end. Twin sisters from different misters. That's the end of the cocktail episode. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Elisa, and we're the Usual People Podcast. Listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, where you can subscribe.